Well, maybe that. Uh, no, no, maybe you turn your volume down. Uh, no, dude. Now you sound bad. I I talking. You sound horrible to you. Yeah, you sound absolutely. You, you sound like you're calling me from a Verizon phone in 1999. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right off the bat just to get it out of my system. Okay, 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 okay. It's Wednesday today, and we're talking about Wednesday. <laughs> Eric, how the hell are you doing? I don't think they were supposed to know that it's Wednesday today, right? Other than we are telling them that it's Wednesday. We're talking about Wednesday, though, and it is Wednesday, so it's appropriate yes. for us. Yes, we're kind of showing our movie guy secrets. We record the day before the episodes are released. Because after these episodes, I edit everything, put it together, and get it out for you guys Thursday. Also, quick announcement before we start the show. I just want to say that this is our last episode for the year, just right off the bat. Next week for Christmas and New Year's, Eric and I are taking a holiday break. I think that's okay. We've not taken a break in years. So next week, there will not be a brand new review. Seems fitting that it's not a movie. We end on a show. Right. But the first episode of January, the first Thursday of January, is when the new episode will be released, and that is our Movie Guys Podcast Awards. Eric, I want to talk about Wednesday. I want to talk about how I'm not an Adams Family person. Oh. I'm not an Adams Family guy. I don't like Adams Family. I don't like the Munsters. Um, those shows are just never been my bag, baby. Very nice. I like that. Yeah. I was a big fan. Really? I was a big fan of the movies. I was uh, a big fan the of the uh, yeah, in the, in the 90s. Uh, I was yeah. a big fan of the cartoon that had spawned uh, uh, from that mm-hmm. uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, I even had the cereal. Um, oh my God, really? Cereal. Well, I was a kid. I tried all the gimmicky cereal. Right, uh, but was it like is was it like Count Chocula and Boo Berries kind yeah, of like mixed I, together? It was yes, it was like a Count Chocula with like marshmallows, which is the usual gimmicky cereal. Right, it's, it's usually right. just a fusion of a bunch of cereals. Uh, either way, it it was not good. Uh, it was not good. Well, they never are. No, uh, no of course not. Uh, but mm. I was a, a big fan in. I was in it. Like I I I, I enjoyed the the. Um, the Adams Family. The, the thing was is that like this was like the first part of uh, our exposure to nostalgia because the '90s had like this this big explosion of like '50s and '60s mm-hmm. uh, nostalgia that that kind of came back. Whether it be like uh, the Brady Bunch, right, Partridge Family, uh, obviously with, like the movies and the very Brady sequel. Uh, um, even like HR Huffenpuff, uh, like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like you know, yeah, all, all of like the the weird obscure stuff, like right. seemed to kind of come back. And one of them being the Adams Family. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny now how we're in 2020s, and now all the things from the 90s are coming back. Right? Did you see the new Rugrats show? Weird. Um, There's a new Rugrats show. Yeah, dude. So I mean, Google it. Um, but what it is, you know how it you, uh, it's it's Pixar fied. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a not Pixar Rugrats. It's not Pixar, but it looks like the Pixar-y animation. You know what I mean? It's computer animated. So instead of the drawing, 
you know. No, no, I, I get you. Regret That's what it's a new Rugrats show. It's on. Yeah, it's it's yeah. All grown up. Oh, I see yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And here's the funny thing: Riley likes it. My, Riley my likes it. Well, I mean, it, it looks like they're fun characters. Sure. Mm-hmm. Chucky's hair looks better. At least, right? What's next, hey Arnold? No, so like, I just, I never was. Even when I was a kid, when the movies came out in the '90s, um, I, I wasn't a fan. They never creeped me out. It wasn't like that kind of thing. It's just like the gimmicky shows, like the monsters, like Adam's Family, Brady Bunch. I don't know. Like, I just, it just never was my thing. Uh, it's not that I say that I hate it, that I don't respect it, right? It's just not my thing. Well, you, you know what I think it was? Like, the same appeal that The Simpsons had for me, the Adams right. Family had, is because it was... The Simpsons was the anti-show. Okay. Or the traditional TV show uh, mm-hmm. in the TV formula. Think mm-hmm. Full House. You know, Loving Family. Uh, shows presented presented with a, a problem or a situation. Spend the episode to, to resolve it. End of the show, everyone comes together, happy family. Uh, and the Simpsons were kind of one of the first to break through that and have, you know, a uh, disobedient son, you know, a, uh, you know what I mean? Like, that fit, fit in all those. And I think Adam's family was the same part where it was the the anti-family. What were they? I mean, like, at the end of the day, I think they still sat around the table and break bread together. I think they were just trying to break each other's necks in between. Because they never really successfully hurt each other. Oh, sure, sure. And, like, uh, of right? course, this is, like, the nostalgia way that we're exposed to. But, like, no, thinking of, like, the original, like, comic strip uh, and the original show run, you know, like, this is, is kind of, like, a darker view on life. And then um, a, a something that's moved around a family unit as well, too. Okay. And so there are lessons to be learned in there. And I, I think it's it's something where it could show it showed traditional values in a non-traditional way is that a good way of putting that values like adam's family values great segue yes yeah but yeah. you know that the family is first that mm-hmm. they do love each other despite their oddities towards the sure. world well i do have a question about that so uh, me not being a fan of them um of course, I've seen the, the original movies in the 90s, right? But uh, my wife and I were watching this Wednesday show that we're going to review. And I asked her, were you involved? You know, did you do like Adam's Family? She said, I watched the sequel the most. She knew the sequel more, which is with the birth of the baby. And was that Family Values? Is that Family Values? Yeah, his name is Pubert. Pubert. Okay. So that's the one that she knows the most. She never really could tell me anything from the first movie. Were you kind of the same? That's my question. Were you more... Like Gene in a way, or did you could could oh, you tell no, me for, both first moves? one hands down? I like the second one. Don't get me wrong, I, and I could tell you everything about it. But the the first one hands down, and that's just it's for the simple reason of Raul Julia. He he makes that movie. He is Gomez. He is a cartoon character in that movie. He is fantastic, um, and I I I believe every part of it. His delivery okay. is fantastic. He is forever. He, Raul Julia will forever be Gomez Adams to me. Some people like him as M. Bison. Okay. Um, oh, thank you. That is him. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Hey, welcome to the show, Jordan. 
that was him. He's dead. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was his, that was, oh. He went out on a, on a, oh, yeah. a big punch there, didn't he? Yeah. The last time I saw anything Adam's family was October of last year. Uh, my wife and I decided that we were going to take Riley to her first drive-in movie. And two movies were playing that night. The first one was the Adams Family 2 cartoon, the uh, CG animated one. Yeah. And and then following that was me not knowing the almost three-hour James Bond film. If you remember that review, or for the fans, Jordan was on a few hours of sleep because <laughs> the family is snoring at midnight because it starts at 1130 to see Bond at a drive-in. So, great yeah. So, yeah, well, I didn't. So um, the reason I brought that up was that was my daughter's first experience to Adam's family. Um, I didn't like that movie. Did you see those CG movies as well? Uh, I did not. I okay. I did my best to see Adam's Family Three with Tim Curry, um, and I, I had to stop there. What was the third one called? Adam's yeah. Family. Adam's Family. Re, uh, no, Reunion was the third one. I think it was called Adam's Family Three: The One with Tim Curry. <laughs> I think I think it's called. <laughs> the studio the guy, just went all in. The guy, uh, the guy from Clue. Um, cool. All right. Well, I I kind of want to share here why we're talking about Wednesday, right? So there's a lot of shows that uh, came out this fall, early winter, right? Tons. Like we were talking about doing Dahmer, right? Uh, we were talking about doing the Lord of the Rings. Remember that? We were talking about trying that one out. We yeah. were talking about uh, doing maybe the Game of Thrones uh, prequel saga. There was tons of shows that we were uh, – Andor, tons of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't make a decision, but all of a sudden, the 36-year-old in me is on TikTok. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm that weird. And almost, almost every other scroll was this girl that I've never seen before, dressed all in black, looking like Wednesday Adams. And is doing this dance, and everybody's like, this is the greatest thing in the world. So I Google this up, not knowing that this show came out. Like, I had no idea the show was coming out. And I guess what made the show so big was of this dance, right? Uh, this, this, this dance number is like the big ordeal of why people like it. That does seem to be the most viral part of the movie. Right. And yeah, I'd say like you, I was bombarded with uh, the viral marketing of this movie. Oh, it was huge! And then so, I saw whatever I saw uh, Jenny or Jenna Ortega's her name. My wife is a big fan of Jane the Virgin. I guess she played young Jane in a couple episodes. So we started to get into a Jenna Ortega hype for a couple weeks. She was on Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. And Fallon said that the show has over 1 billion streams. It's number one right now. We watched her on Scream. <gasps> yeah, I know she brought up Scream, right? Who was she in Scream? I think she was Kill One. Uh, she wasn't Kill One. She didn't die. She's in the new one. Oh, that's right. Um, then she was the she was the main that lived, right? She has to be. Did you see, by the way, so we can talk about Wednesday, but did you see the teaser trailer for Scream 6? <laughs> By the way, I just want to like that really goes to show our review of what Scream was. And I think I hope I hope we held up to it. Where it, I I forget, uh, uh, you know, it's easy who lives and who dies in that movie. You um, you and I are wrong. I forgot uh, who was in that movie. 
Well, here's the funny. Well, I, I know the 13 Reasons Why Kid was in it. Um, Neff Campbell dies in the movie. All right, we're I'm getting no Neff Campbell does not die in that movie. Oh, um, kill me, please, Dewey. No, here's the funny thing. Okay, let's get into Wednesday. But I just wanted to tell you, since she's in, since Jane Ortega's in Scream Six, um, we're wrong. Like the fans are voting for Movie Guys podcast and TikTok and everything I see online. Everybody loves Scream Five, but me and you. And I think it's the younger. I think I think this is their no no pun intended Scream. Sure, I whatever. Yeah. Everyone loved Maverick too, and I'm still I'm, dizzy uh, about that one. I'm excited for Scream Six. Uh, it's got it looks great. Check out the teaser, everybody. I Eric. have fun with those movies, like, and I think this is a new era of of movie and cinema. What we're getting in right. is just this. Leave it at the door. We're just gonna have a good time. Kind I of think that's okay. Experience, and that's that's, that's okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get it a Wednesday here because that's what you download this episode for. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go over every episode, every little detail. God, no. We're just going to talk about the high points, maybe low points, but just talk about overall the show. So I just wanted to send that disclaimer out. Treat the um, eight as if it were one long movie, right? Right. So, yeah, so going into this, I, 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 was, not a, I was not a fan. Uh, my wife did not want to see this at all, Eric. Um, I said, hey, there's this viral video about a girl that looks like Wednesday dancing. Let's check this out. Let's give it a try. Why not? And she was reluctant, reluctant. And then halfway through the first episode, she put her phone down and she was invested. And then we even went as far as telling my 66-year-old father this, and he binge-watched it all in one week. He loved it that much. <laughs> so so um, with that being said, I guess we'll go right into this. Is the show worth the hype or is it just hype right now? Like, is this Stranger Things Netflix, Netflix darling, or is it just hype? I mean, we asking about it right now. This is no, I'm not talking about the overall end group. I'm just asking, do you agree with the hype? Oh, well, I don't know. Yes and no. I think it's, it's one of those things where it hypes the wrong thing, or at least I'm, it's not directed towards me. And so that's getting, hyped and I'm a part of a different kind of hype. Is that a good way of putting that through? Well, because my question is, my second question was going to be, are we too old for this? Well, a lot of this was Tim Burton, right? Right. And I, I think that this falls under the usual Tim Burton curse where it starts strong and ends weak. Yeah. And I, I think that's just its, its biggest thing. It, um, a lot of, a lot of stories don't know how to end it. And so they tried to, like this one, um, zigzag it and to make it, you know, misdirect, misdirect, misdirect again. And just like, okay, you know, I'm getting dizzy. Uh, let's end it here. Right. It's just, you know, we, we kind of figured it out, uh, a couple episodes ago. We're waiting for the show to catch up here now. And then, uh, you know, just. I agree. So um, basically what happens is I, 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 I was bought hook, line, and sink at the beginning of the opening of the move, of the show. Wednesday, Adam and her, uh, Adams and her brother Pugsley go to public school. And the bullies, the swim team bullies. I also love, too, how movies nowadays, they're not the football jocks. They're like weird jocks you know like like swim jocks like that's a thing i guess you know what i mean like you would you would think it would be like football would be like you know like the mean guys you know 
Or is it just me? No, no. It's uh, it, it's, 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 it's an all inclusive thing. Now, yeah, we have That's all the Swift inclusive. team. We have band geeks. Well, I guess they're yep. not geeks anymore. We just have the band. Because it's cool to be in the band. Yeah, it's squad. cool to be in the band. But um, love this opening get, by the way. Love it. So Wednesday saves her brother uh, in the locker. And she goes to the pool. And she decides to dump live piranha in the pool. And everybody gets out besides the mean boy. And there's blood everywhere. And he's screaming. And it's like, oh, this is the kind of show we get. Spoiler, we find out later in the episode that uh, the piranha bit one of the boy's testicles off. <laughs> and um, I just love that reveal that, that they had to put that in there. Um, so I was, I was bought hook, line and sinker. I was bought at the beginning. I was, I was good. I was sold. This was the test. Cause I didn't know what level we were going to get. Right. Is it going to be playful where he narrowly escapes and it's playful? Like, Oh, ho, she almost got him. Or is it going to actually be, happen? Be blood in the pool. And there was blood in the pool. A testicle was, was missing and a, and a missing and a missing ball. Yes. Yes. So immediately she gets uh, her family goes, takes her to um, Nevermore, which uh, I was Googling. None of this is canon, right? None of this. Like Nevermore, any of like these, the other characters that she meets, this is all made up because I was looking it up and none of this is. Yeah, I, I'm not like crazy familiar with uh, Charles Adams's original work. I don't believe Nevermore Academy would be mentioned in the original, though. Right. We won't so bet money on that. So can we call it out that this is theft of Harry Potter? I well, yeah, this is this is theft. I mean, this is. I mean, there should be lawsuits. It's not theft. I would <laughs> say this is really. Yeah, you could say I would say that Harry Potter is theft of a lot of other things, like. Well, of course, but Harry Potter is, is becoming Harry Potter. I'm just saying that it's pretty obvious that she goes to a school of wizardry and magic. I mean, she goes to a school where people are weird and strange. I, it's, 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 it's pretty what's hidden. That, the head what's that, right. Charles Xavier? You got me, didn't you? Man, I was trying to dog on it for a minute. You wouldn't let me have fun. Those are mutants, though, right? I mean, like this—it's just—it's the way this this way the show presents itself. Nevermore is is clearly Hogwarts, and and that's kind of my way of painting the picture for people who haven't seen the show yet. She goes to a school that's pretty much Hogwarts, in a way. If that's right. what your bar is going to be, then the every movie from here on out is just going to be rough for you, I think. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that's just that's that's what it reminds me of. It, it does not remind you of Hogwarts at all. Going to this school of the strange. Sure, I can see where you get the comparison, but I'm also doing my best to remove myself and put myself into the world of the Adams family. OK, fine. Maybe I'm being a little cynical. How about on this? It. I, and in helping me do that first in this opening episode, we get to see the Adams family. We get to see yeah. not only the brother, but Lurch, but uh, Gomez and Morticia. And more importantly, we get to see Thing, too, who really helps me immerse myself into this world of the Adams. Regardless that it's in a ridiculous school for the privately wealthy, rich, and indifferent. Is it? And that's the one thing I want to ask you about. Like, is this school, 
made for the privately rich or could anybody go to the school? Like, is there an invitation? Is there, instead of an owl, is there a, is there a rat that delivers you? Yes, I'm sure that they um, will, you know, uh, have many people uh, enroll, enlist many a uh, student, no matter what classes. I'm sure that uh, some of the wealthier students, though, probably have um, more accommodating rooms, right? Oh, okay, fine. We're, okay, um, let's actually talk about the Adams family. I cannot complain once about the casting in this. Um, I love that they went a little bit different with their ethnic choices. I actually love the guy who plays Gomez. Uh, I've seen him in so much. I don't know his name. It's Luis Guzman. Thank you. I, I love him in Waiting. <laughs> That's what I know him from. Um, he He's just in, does like uh, this. Boogie Nights. He is in Boogie Nights. Like that's the thing is like he kind of plays like these uh, kind of plays like these uh, small little roles that he's just good in at all times. Yeah, he, he's been in a lot, a lot. And then um, the name escapes me. I'm gonna kill, uh, kick myself for not uh, getting her name. But who plays Morticia? Catherine Zeta Jones. That's 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 Legend of Zorro. She uh, no, sorry, Mask of Zorro. Lasers. Yes, that is her. She's she's great. Yeah, she's sorry. That's um, that's a song from a TV show. Do you know what movie that? Because no. she's from Entrapment, where she she's in the suit and she does the lasers. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> You're talking about Zorro, and I, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna argue with that one. She looks uh, great in Zorro. Um, right, but that, the only... Entrapment is the movie you you want to watch. I well, yes, of course. Um, what do you think of Pugsley? I, I'm actually. Out of out of everybody in the family, I, I think Pugsley's definitely the weakest. I'm not, I'm I'm not a Pugsley fan. And then also, I think the second week weakest will be Uncle Fester. Like character wise, or like yeah yeah character wise, and the in this in this show, for this show. Oh sh- sure, but there doesn't need to be much else explained for Pugsley. He's just there. He's yeah. He's just kind of. <laughs> well, but 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 Uncle Fester shows up later in the show, and he I I was actually annoyed by him. Uh, you know, a lot of people were. There was really. I, so it wasn't just I, me. I, I see. Uh, yeah, I guess as somebody who's uh, on the forums and hearing the buzz, he seems to be the most hated character on the show. Really, there's so many other ones to hate. Oh yeah, no, there's there's a lot, but. He he seems to be the one that a lot of people had the at least vocally the most problem with. Which is funny because if you go back and YouTube clip some of the old Adams Family movies, Christopher Lloyd probably. Uh, oh God, I just had it. Christopher Lloyd played what's his? Oh my God! Christopher Lloyd played Uncle Fester. Yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's no and, way there's no way you're gonna try to copy that. <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is that is that I I I think this guy, which he's an SNL guy, um, Fred Armisen. I think he played the character just like Christopher Lloyd did, but I, I think that this this modern audience, this 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 is not how it's meant to be said, but this woke audience is a little bit different than when we were growing up. You know what I mean? Like it's. This Wednesday Adams is completely different than any other other Wednesday Adams we've ever seen. Well, as I'm reading these complaints about the character, and mind you, I'm also reading complaints about people who 
don't like the Wednesday the character as well too. They find oh. yeah, they they find her to be cringe, that it's over the top. Uh her delivery, her one-liners seem to be very that's the character. Yeah. And that's what exactly what I thought as well too. It's like, well that's that's who the character is. And I thought the same thing for the complaints about Fester because this is who the character is. The he's a psychopath. Like he's he's just a psychopath who's also been around the world twice and knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah. Uh, but you know, also is crazy. Also is batshit crazy. You know what? Speaking of crazy, I can't believe that I actually had feelings for a severed hand. I enjoyed thing in this. I don't know how. That they got me to like thing. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of funny. You know what? I actually I I, I have a request um, for for thing, actually. Uh, I think that uh, he should have it. Excuse me, uh, should have died at the end. Oh no! Why? Because they're going to do a season two. Yeah, uh, I think that maybe it should have died, and then. Uh, um, Maybe as a replacement, they they bring the you know the the left hand out, kind of like left twix, right twix. There, Is yeah, that's what you're doing. That's what. You're doing. Well, there's more characters that they got to bring up, right? We're going to get grandma probably, and isn't there a thing called it the uh, the long haired uh, cousin? It. They saw an Easter egg of it when they were in the the the, the night ravens or what's that um, club that they have? It's not night ravens. Nightshade. Nightshade. Nightshades. Yeah, uh, when they were down in there with Fester, right? He showed them the secret safe, was it? Yeah. Behind the picture of Cousinet. Oh, I gotta go back and YouTube clip that scene because I didn't pay attention. It was probably more modernized, right? It wasn't like the '90s movie, where no, it's just this whole it thing. It was Cousinet. It was Cousinet. Well, crap, I didn't see it. It was, it was um, a poof of hair wearing glasses and a hat, <laughs> wearing a pair what of linens. What do you think about Jenna Ortega's Wednesday? I'm, I'm, I'm digging her. Oh, I was uh, sold on her. Like, yeah. I was not sold in the first twenty minutes of the of the show. I felt like this was like high schooly, like Sweet Valley High type right. of after school, like Breaker High, whatever the, those shows were. It just seemed, yeah, not in my not in my age group, and then this. They introduced her having visions when mm -hmm. she was touching people, and I really eye rolled with that. It's like I really don't want to see this. But then they didn't address it like a whole lot, which was great. I didn't want a right. whole that Soul Raven thing going on here, where the main character is able to see visions that push the the plot forward. Always is that the plot of that Soul Raven? Uh, yeah, she no. sees, she sees a, a vision, and that's basically what the episode is surrounded on. That's that's the premise of that show. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah, she sees a vision, and then she misinterprets the vision. You know, like she'll see somebody. You know, oh, the dance is supposed to be on Friday, and she sees the, her date and somebody else dancing. And she I thinks, know this is. I'm sorry, but I know this is an audio-only show, but the stink face is not coming off. I, that's, I never knew that's what that show was about. It was way past my time, man. So now you're going to go back and watch everything mm -hmm. from the pilot, huh? 
Probably. No, I'm we're actually... Here first, gentlemen, next year, we're going to do the review <laughs> That's so of great. That's So Raven. Probably. Um... No, I actually have the. I actually am in am in love with Jenna Ortega. Like, uh, not only is, is she a great actress in this, but she she really fits the part. Like, she is Wednesday Adams for this generation. You know, she's Gen Z's Wednesday Adams. I think she's great. I think she's perfect. My wife hated the shoes. You know, she always wore like those uh, '90s, '2000s Marilyn Manson goth platforms with shoes. But I didn't she really was care. Wearing some sketcher ass shoes towards the end there, and I was scratching my head like what the that's not wednesday but yeah when when i saw her start to do the uh the what she calls uh what the kubrick stare uh yeah. and just kind of lean down and just not blink i noticed that mm-hmm. i was sold on to it like this is actually a pretty good yeah. wednesday i i like this this version of it a lot and then the the adams family zingers would come in mm-hmm you know those zingers where someone right. would say something and they would like get that last word, that little witty one-liner in at the end, mm-hmm. and uh, that made the show for me. So I think that Jenna Ortega is one hell of a great Wednesday. However, though, I think Christina Ricci was a good Wednesday. That's the Wednesday that I remember. So seeing her in the show was actually kind of fun. It was kind of fun to see Christina Ricci in the show. Oh sure, I didn't. She comes in on the play such a big role such a reoccurring role usually for something like this you would get more of a cameo instead of a main well, or an ensemble or secondary character well i'm gonna i'm gonna share my feelings about christina ricci totally at the end because uh, i i said something that's probably gonna make you mad and we'll, we'll go from there because i don't want to spoil the ending for everybody right off the bat um, so we talked about Jane Ortega. We talked about uh, the family, how we like them. Let's talk about their cast of characters here. So we get uh, Nevermore, which is a school for the weird, the gifted. You got werewolves. You got Medusa people. You got uh, ocean people, right? Sirens. Sirens, yes. Sirens, yes. Were, they, were they mermaids? Is that what they are? The sirens are, are yeah. Like, like mermaids, okay. So you got they're all like, those like different creatures. Water wizards and witches. Right. So we get this love triangle of Tyler, who is uh, a boy who works in the town of Jericho. Don't like the town name. And he works in the coffee shop. And his father is the sheriff, the the chief, I'm sorry, chief yeah. of police. And this other boy likes her. Don't know his name. Long hair, Eddie Vader. Xavier. Xavier. I, I, I call them Eddie Vader, Pearl Jam. Um, his – so – so, so Tyler is a normie. I guess that's what they call him. Um, people with nothing special. And then Xavier, he has visions too, like Wednesday. But, but when he paints these visions, the painting comes to life for a brief moment. That's his special gift, right? Uh, he can make things. He can manifest things. Yes. That's I guess if you want to call yeah, it but special through his painting. everyone people everyone has like kind of like a special little. Quirk or gift, and it all depends, you know, on, on who you are. Uh, yes, there's also a group of werewolves. The werewolves, and um, I, I want to say, I this is one thing that I like about Burton, which is not a lot, but I do like one thing. I like his ses- his his sense of place. This is clearly on the back lot of a studio, and that's why I like it. Jericho is a made up town. You know what this town reminds me of? Hill Valley. Oh sure. 
You know what I mean? And I love the town square of Hill Valley. What a back lot that is. Well, it it, it gives a good cause, too, because it lets the trouble in Nevermore stay in there or go uninterrupted because mm-hmm. they're the ones bringing in the money. They're the ones keeping the town alive because the town is so right. small. Right. So it allows for that excuse. Yeah, I, I'm in, I'm enjoying the town. I don't like the town name, but that's a stupid gripe, really. I just I, I just like the atmosphere, like the mood. Um, and then she has to uh, Wednesday has to talk to um, a psychiatrist about well all of her troubles. And I was giggling the whole time because who was playing the psychiatrist? You know where I know this actress from? Ricky Lindholm. You know where I know her from? Where do you know her from? In the girl group Hall and Oates. Yeah, I was wondering if you uh, knew her from that. That's what the, I know her too. She's that she's from uh, Hall the Jesus song, the Jesus song. <laughs> and what happened was, I went, I'm giggling when I saw her as the psychiatrist, and she's like, Gene, my wife's like, who's this? I'm like, oh my god, that's the, that's the girl from Hall and Oates. It's this girl comedy group, kind of like a female version of Tenacious D. And she's like, what? And I showed her the Jesus song, and she went, oh my god. I was like, I know. So her playing a psychiatrist is hilarious to me. I, I think she was popular, probably more recently too, because I remember they had a uh, a sketch or a sketch called "Was it Kanye or Hitler who said it?" This was like uh, this was like a while ago too, right? This is like right Cause, because they don't have a show there because they had a show. Hall and Oates had a show on uh, Comedy Central, right? Uh, yeah, they they had a tour. You know, they were pretty successful. Yeah, pretty, uh, duo for a bit. So. They were cool, and then they left just like Tenacious D. They made well, one I, good album. I think they found a, a Hollywood exit. Oh, fine. Well, so did Tenacious D. Yeah, Tenacious mm. D most certainly did. Right. So why all this is going on, of course, we have to have a mystery, right? So the mystery is that there's a monster in the woods that is violently gutting people, right? So there's this, um, there's this boy at school. Not Eugene, that becomes the the B guy that becomes Wednesday's friend. But who was this kid that was the first victim that we see with the glasses? Uh, who cares? Okay, so who cares gets gutted at a festival by this gigantic, weird-looking monster, clearly from Tim Burton. Now, I'm not going to spoil who this monster is, but I, I will spoil the name of this monster we find out is the monster is a hide, as in Jekyll and Hyde. Um... I don't know if I like that idea, right? Because this monster is huge, right? Because the person we find out is just a regular-sized person, right? So all of a sudden they transform into this b- big, bug-eyed, long-limbed hide. It kind of remind me of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I don't like that at all. Yeah, they try to keep a lot of these like literary, legendary monster-type things going or, or modernize them and... Yeah, I it's it's a shrug. I, there's not much you could say to it. It's a good way for it to be passed down to another generation for them to be familiar with what like a gorgon is, or or what a werewolf is. I don't know what a gorgon is. What's a gorgon? That's what Medusa was. Oh, oh, really? That's her. That's like a that's serpent her, person. That's her. That's her mythical name is a gorgon. Yes. Oh. I learned something new today. Here we go. Jordan learns on this episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Um, yeah, so like the reason why I brought the fact there's a hide because 
We got this hide monster that, that's killing people in the woods. Also, Wednesday becomes roommates with this girl who I love this girl, but she's supposed to be a, wolf, a werewolf. And the whole plot of her whole plot of, of, of this season was to uh, not only be with boys and be friends with Wednesday, but also she wants to wolf out, which you mean everybody else knew that she was going to wolf out at the last episode. Of course, they, they set all, that up. She's a, a late bloomer. Yes. Do you agree with uh, an interview that Jenna Ortega said? Uh, she said, uh, not verbatim, but my words mixed in, that if she had full control, she really didn't want to have a love triangle between Wednesday, Xavier, and Tyler. She thought that was been there, done that. Oh, God, she, I agree completely. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, she feels that that the romance should be between her and her roommate, but not in a romantic love. Not like not 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 a lesbian love, like a friendship just, thing, like a friendship love. That should be the struggle of her friend. I'm sorry, what's her roommate's name? Enid. 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 You had it the first time. Eden. Okay. Well, anyway, werewolf girl. No, e- <laughs> e- Enid. Enid. Yeah, you you had it. Well, anyway. Jenna Ortega feels that the friendship should be between, or the struggle should be between her roommate trying to get her out of her shell of this Wednesday-ism and kind of be with everybody else. And then Wednesday's going to break her out of her roommate shell. Like, I thought that was actually could have been better. Oh, I, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you that 100%. I was thinking the same thing as the show is progressing, that uh, the love triangle or, or putting any interests whatsoever into it is dumb. I I think it demeans the character. Yeah, I I, agree. I don't like it. I I think that would have been. I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. I especially not much more I can say to that. Especially when she kisses Tyler, right? When Wednesday kisses Tyler, I was so mad at that point, right? Because I was like, that's yeah. not the. And here's the thing: it'll be one thing, like if she just like stood there like dead face, right? And then Tyler kisses her, and she doesn't really kind of kiss back, you know. But she like straight up like love kiss like top lip on bottom lip kind of kiss like she was in it, and I was like that's not Wednesday. Well, didn't she kiss uh, Barry? Wasn't Steinenberg in uh, Adam's Family Values? Well, that's the thing is that is it Wednesday's character because Marticia is very sexualized. So is is eventually she going to be like her mother, like the seductress, or is or is Wednesday or is like. Like was was Morticia like that? Like was Morticia like Wednesday? That's I don't know. That's what they're trying to paint it as. That right. Morticia was like Wednesday, this closed off, intelligent person from against the you know, woe is me against the world, and that she grew into this social butterfly, this confident person in another light, and. This could be the story. I mean, it's unwritten, so why not write it? Uh, the story right. of Wednesday slowly becoming the the same type of of person. It would be weird to to see that. I, right. It's it never. I think it never really goes well when you see a story of a generation and then the the generation under it. It it doesn't often work whether it be like right so you're talking about like a rugrats all grown up 
type of thing or Harry Potter's kids. Like it's oh, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, like yeah. you know, even with uh, Marvel and like New Avengers, uh, when they have those, it's like Junior League. It it just seems like Star Wars prequels, Anakin's kids. We don't care. It just doesn't seem uh, like the main. You know, it, it just seems off-brand. That's a good way sure. to put that. I think. And I was mistaken when I said Anakin's kids because that was the best trilogy. Uh, wow, Jordan. Um, so why there's a mystery going on of this hide creature killing people in the woods? Uh, only, uh, these are this hide creature is killing normies and killing uh, Nevermore kids. There's another mystery that every time that Gomez and Morticia come into town, the chief of police is like freaking out. Well, long and behold, that <laughs> back in the '90s, I laughed at that. Right? It was like 1990 when this happened. Right? There was this rich family in Jericho, the town, and their and their son was in love with Morticia. And Morticia had nothing to do with them. She wanted to be with Gomez. Till one night, uh, the son of this rich family gets on a, not literally, but a drunken stupor and gets into a sword fight with Gomez, right? And Gomez accidentally stabs this kid, and the kid falls to his, to his death. Um, so, but I guess Gomez got out with, with, with murder, right? He, he, uh, he, uh, OJ'd it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So, so, and the sheriff and the chief of police was just your regular uh, police officer of the time. I, I'm assuming. So that mystery is going on. Did Gomez actually kill this person? There's one thing I want to say about that. And that is in the, I am not a fan, Eric, of the Adams family, really. But the one thing that I do know is that they always do weird, messed up things to each other, but they never actually hurt each other. So that's why I was like, did Ghostman actually do this? Obviously, he didn't do it, right? There's there's no way that he is a murderer. They, It's this weird love, right, where they toy with the curiosity of pain and death and torture without ever actually showing it on camera although they make a lot of comments that they do it as a family that mm -hmm. yeah, they do torture, but they do it as a family thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird how they spend their time, but there was a moment actually. And I wonder if you can maybe relate to this where I think it was Gomez talking to her where he was having a heart to heart and saying about all these things, you know, who, who was it that, you know, taught you how to, you know, fight and wrestle with alligator or saying all these, these weird, crazy skills that he taught her. And he says, I taught you how to be independent. You know, I taught you these skills for a reason, not so that you could not use them. Mm -hmm. And, there was a moment there where there was a moment yeah, it, strong. It, it connected where it's just like, you, you know, you could say the same thing in a different way, you know, Absolutely. six F a one or six of one half dozen of the other. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of the Simpsons. Um, Maggie makes three moment. You know what I mean? Yes, like it exactly. was, um, anytime there's a daughter situation going on, like a father daughter situation, I'm going to like it. Like, again, we're the only ones that loved Thor, Love and Thunder, and nobody else likes it. So, 
um, when this uh, speech came up, I was like, oh, hook, line, sinker. You know, like, I'm kind of interested to see what's going on. Um, also, there's another backstory that's going on where back in the Salem witch trial time in this town, there was this uh, evil preacher dude, right? Pilgrim style, right? Yep. And he and he was a guy that is like, you're a witch, rich. And, you know, when they put all these accused witches and warlocks, if you will, into a barn, and we find out that the Adams family had uh, a relative, Goody Adams, who actually was a witch, I'm assuming, and they burned the whole barn down, but Goody Adams escapes. And then she takes her vengeance on the town. I wish they would have explored the Goody Adams thing more. Well, this is what I'm curious because I'm quite sure, and I'm sure we could look this up too, that Goody Adams was referenced in the first Adams family when the the Adams were going to a school, going to the school PTA meeting or going to the kids' school. And okay. they were looking at the art on the wall and you could see that you know this kid drew you know uh, uh family members i think uh -huh. that were influential it's like oh here's uh -huh. you know a little you know jordan drew a picture of his you know great grandfather you know eric little eric drew a picture of you know president jfk or something like that <laughs> not maybe not related but like influential people <laughs> yeah 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 like, and then in, i'm pretty sure they said little wednesday Drew a picture of Goody Adams, who was burned as a stake, or burned as a witch at the stake. Right, you know? which they don't, which they don't allude is what happens because I think they say, correct me if I'm wrong, that Goody Adams escaped the fire during the Salem witch trials, and then she like witched out and like, like killed and tortured like the preacher dude and stuff like that. Right? I mean, like, I mean, like uh, she like cursed him. Well, either way. It was, and she uh, died. Of, I'm just saying, like, I just wish they explored it more. I uh, Season two. Season two. Uh, well, I don't know, because Goody Adams says what she says to Wednesday. Uh, one more character that I kind of want to break down a little bit that I did not think that I would like, that I thought was kind of like a side character. Is a side character, but like not important, but, but became important. And for some reason, I rooted for the kid. I loved Eugene, the beekeeper. I loved him. I don't know why, man. That kid was fun, man. Like, I mean, Wednesday has her guy in the chair, right? Yeah. I mean, that's who, who Eugene can, is. Control bees. That, that guy's awesome, dude. He is so the guy in the chair. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird He's ability fun. to have. It's just a, another cool guy. He's just another. Yeah. We didn't talk about other characters. Was, but... It seemed to be only there to, to kind of come through at the end. Hey, but that's fine, though, because it really made me root for him. So that means if there's going to be a season two, which probably there will be, he'll be more of the guy in the chair role, which I, I, I think that guy is perfect for. He is He's the new Ned. Seeing how much buzz and uh, views that they got, I doubt that uh, Netflix is not going to be offering them a big paycheck oh, yeah. to come back for season two. Right. So let's let's I mean, we've been talking about it. We've been tiptoeing around it. But let's kind of get into what actually happens. Right. Like. We got these killings going on, and Wednesday is going on uh, the babysitter murders, right? It's, it's she's going on the hunt, yeah, right. Was it the uh, the boxcar kids mysteries kind of stories? Yeah, every little Nancy Drew Hardy boy. There you go, Nancy Drew. That's what my wife said, and this became that. I mean, that's what the show became, right? After episode one, when the killings start happening, Harriet the spy. It became Harriet the spy. Yeah, it became Nancy Drew. 
but for some reason, um, I was not bored, right? I, I didn't think like this was uh, not of age of me. Um, I was really enjoying it, and I started to pick things apart. Um, I want to talk about one of the things towards the later episodes before we get into the big reveals about um, how obvious things were. Uh, they go into that rich family's house. We find out that everybody – okay, so Gomez – accidentally or maybe accident we don't know uh at that point kills this normie kid who's part of this rich family and they we find out that the that the rich family is distraught and they always wanted to just destroy the the, the freaks if you will um but uh, eventually all the buddy in the family dies besides the little girl she moves to europe and she drowns but there's no body and movie guys knowledge no body no death right mm -hmm. so they go into this wednesday and her friends go into this abandoned rich mansion and the hide attacks and the basement has all these different body parts a side of a face a, a liver i'm assuming oh. and stuff like that um and then the thing attacks tyler and there's scratch marks on him and all these things when did you start to assume that Hyde was either Tyler or Xavier early on, or well, like maybe the second time that they put him on camera, Xavier or Tyler. You thought it was one of those guys. I wasn't going to be Xavier. I knew that when when they showed him as being the ex, uh, on on the in the courtyard type of thing, right. automatically mm -hmm. absolves him. He's it means an ex boyfriend. That means um, that if he has any involvement, it was a pressure to do something out of you know. It, it was just an easy dismissal. It, it really, it really was. Those that uh, suspect is very easy to dismiss. Um, Tyler was was pretty much the second time I saw him, and that's just based on look when he was outside of the coffee shop, and he goes, "Hey," and that was just. Um, I don't know why. It was a gut feeling on that part. I, and it, it really was. It was just like there's something not right with his character. The reason why he, he stays around and lingers around just seems... It does it seems off and suspicious to me. Um, the way he would be interested to somebody who repeatedly shows no interest in you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then kind of goes out of their way to almost insult you a bit or belittle you would be a better way to, to put that. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, so it was just like, okay, well, why? So this character just right. came, it seemed bothersome to me. And when a character is bothersome, it's usually because there's something up. So my intuition was up about him. Uh, Did you have any other suspects besides because I'm because I, I'm gonna get ready to reveal I'm gonna get ready to reveal yeah I did Is there anybody else? Uh, yeah, I had um, two other suspects. I thought either uh, Ricky Lindholm, the, the Doctor E Kinmot, or uh, Gwendolyn Christie's character, the principal. Okay, yeah, I mean, she, she I, I thought, was, I thought right? it was gonna be one of those two. I thought they had a strong case for it. Hmm. So we will reveal that Tyler does end up being the hide. I actually give the show props of how we revealed it, right? So we find out that a hide is supposed to – it's a, 
Hyde's a normal person, but then they have that Jekyll Hyde complex and they hide out and become this murderous beast. But because they're just so brainless when they're Hyde's, there is this master person that is controlling them and, and controlling them behind the scenes, if you will, either when they're Hyde or when they're not. And uh, she kidnaps him and she ties him. Uh, Wednesday kidnaps Tyler. Uh, she suspects he's the Hyde. Uh, tortures him right and she goes a hide only knows pain and this dude this dude is just phoning it in like why are you doing this right all the way to the police station right i was like do this guy so the hide and why i like this character was uh wednesday gets ready to leave the police station and tyler's like hey dad uh i'm gonna go talk to wednesday and he's like no and he's like what tyler says what are you gonna you know what you gonna do we're in a police station and he hugs her and he whispers to her his intentions. Loved it. I thought that was great. I actually thought that was good because it was so calming, right? It was so uh, messed up for him just to say, hey, guess what, big guy? I am the Hyde and I'm hugging you and I'm whispering this to you in the middle of a police station. I dug that. I thought that was great. Well, yeah, it was a nice little, little twist. Uh, but again, I, 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 like I, I, you didn't I, need to, to make him the love interest. To, no, no, make him the love. But, but no, I, like, I, I, sure, sure. It was it was a good reveal. It was a good reveal. That's what I'm getting at. So the so the thing that I wanted to say about the master, right? The mastermind. So I called it episode episode one as soon as she came on screen. Uh, no BS. Gina's my witness, and uh, Christina Ricci comes in as this housemaiden, right? Of 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 Nevermore. She kind of like. Um, she's like a botany like, teacher. Yeah, but she also like checks on the kids. She's like, uh, like the RA. Yeah, RA. Thank you. It's been forever since college. And uh, as soon as she walks in, I look at my wife and I go, "She's the villain." And my wife says, well, "Who, Christina Ricci?" And I said, "Yeah, she played Wednesday in the '90s movies. Why else would you cast Christina Ricci? I mean, sh sh she's the villain, obviously." Christina Ricci. So witchy richie like i mean like i'm sorry like it's true i just it was obvious to me maybe because uh, movie guy says has blinded us right because we've been there done that but why else would you bring her in here unless it's not for a big reason oh yeah absolutely and that's why um i was also curious to why they didn't bring back any other big actors from the original or not the they original may. but from uh, from the movies, they barely will. You know, they, they filmed this as a one-off. See, but um, the end of the the end of this uh, season, uh, Christina Ricci uh, kidnaps Wednesday, reveals her the plan, and the plan is that all these body parts that the hide collected is to combine together to create the evil preacher guy from the dead to kill all the freaks. Big huge battle ensues, and Wednesday and her friends win. And live to fight another day. We don't know what happened to Christina Ricci, though, right? Because she was infested with bees. And then the bees go away, and she looks up at Wednesday, and she kicks her in the face. No we don't body. see what happened. No body, no death. And then Wednesday's going back home because there's no more school for the semester. And Tyler is hiding out huh, um, in, the, in the ambulance thing. So... He's not dead. Um, they should have killed one of them or both, right? 
I yes, I think that right. probably would have been uh, best. But also, a double homicide on uh, school grounds probably would have. Uh, I don't know. It's easier to be like, all right, well, everyone, let's go back to semester two then. Well, and and that's the last thing I want to say that I thought that was going to make you mad is why I'm comparing this Harry Potter because another thing that I said to my wife was. Uh, Christina Ricci, right? She's the new teacher. They said this is her first year. And Gina's like, yeah. Isn't that the first three villains of a Harry Potter movie? The new teacher's the villain? Yeah. So hopefully they won't make that mistake next season. Yay! So um, I, I I definitely feel that this could be a popcorn rating. Um, I'll go first with it to kind of set the mood. Do I give this a medium bag of popcorn? Or do I give this a large bag of popcorn? Like, it's definitely not a small. Okay. Right? But is it a large? I mean, having this conversation, you always, every time you and I talk, Eric, you always persuade me one way or another, right? Well, I say medium just because I think it's a missed potential. Like, I think a lot of things are there that that work very much, like the casting. Like you said, I, I, think, I think that's great of it. I like that thing was this like stitched up abomination rather Mm -hmm. than it being this hand model that just got out of a a GQ magazine for Timex. It was (laughs) weird. Remember like in the movies, it it looked like it was just modeling always. Yeah. The snap even just looked like it was just crisp. Uh, Oh yeah. The the Easter eggs in this show were, were kind of fun as well too. The, the, the the two snaps, uh, the cousin it and, yeah, little things like that. I just enjoyed it. I, I really did. Like, it was a simple show. It it had some heart to it, and uh, it was great. I think the love triangle was too much. It didn't need to be there at all. It had enough drama and suspense in it uh, without it, to be honest. You could have had them as regular characters uh, with maybe family history rather than it being a love tie. Uh, mm-hmm. to Wednesday, or, or maybe having it be a, a grudge against the family or introduce a new character or... Yeah, there's so many different ways you could have gone uh, with it. you know, Or use it to explain the history of Gomez and Morticia a bit more or anything about the history of the Adams a bit more. There's just a lot of missed parts uh, that were there and um, that I would have liked to have I don't know, have heard about more, just like we touched about here. So that's why I would give it a medium. I right. did enjoy okay. it, though. Like, I would watch season two. Um, I'm going to give it a large, actually. And the reason why I'm doing that is not to be controversial, but my attention span is, is nanoseconds. And it takes a lot for a show to to catch my interest. A show has to do a lot in order for me to be interested. And and there is some flaws with this, but this is this is season one, right? Um, I actually feel this was pretty pretty solid. I mean, this is as solid as Stranger Things is for me. Like this is good. Um, if you're not a fan of Adam's Family, I'm not. I, I think you would enjoy it. Uh, this is a new version of it, and I thoroughly enjoy it. It's better than the cartoon movies that are coming out. Um, I I just I think it's really good, and it, and and, it, and if it holds my attention then I think that should be enough, right? Because something like this should not hold my attention. I, I want to give it a medium, but I think a large is fair for me. Sure. Well, I, I don't think it overstated its welcome. Um, sure. 
I think it just a lot of okay. For instance, uh, like the normie characters seem they bothered me. Like uh, the, there's the trio of the three boys that mm. they were there. They they bothered me. And one, namely, they came back the the na- the mayor's son, Lucas. Right. Uh, he bothered me. Uh, yeah, I didn't like him uh, a lot. Uh, the 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 mayor himself, I think, was an underutilized character. You could have used him uh, a little bit more as pressure against the school or against the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead you just kind of have him as like this background authority figure. Um, mm-hmm. all, and I hate to say it, but a, a token character really Damn. Um, to kind of give him a, a pull, a role of power and then just kill him off. So, so pointlessly. Um, I, I, I felt like, again, under, underutilized, uh, you could have used uh fester a bit more. Uh, if you wanted to use that, uh, but again, I don't know if you just paid Fred Armisen like a a weekend or something like that. His excuse right. was was great um, that he needed to lay low for a weekend, but you could have had him. You could have had that anywhere instead of right. use the art cabin that Xavier was using or something like that. Or no, it was just a cabin. No, it was it was it was it was the B. It was the the high, B, the B yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. I, I feel like that could have been somewhere different to to kind of further a bit more of a, the plot for for the other people. I don't know. Uh, I I I feel like again that uh, the writers in this were just off of Riverdale, and that's <laughs> what we got. Fair enough. Well, uh, everybody, that concludes Movie Guys podcast. Uh, Season seven, 2022. That's it. Season seven. We're getting on to season eight, kicking off with the uh, Movie Guys Podcast Awards. We always do it in December, but because of the scheduling, we're going to do it in January. Eric, I'm excited. So I won't talk to you for a couple of weeks, buddy. Hope you have a good Christmas. I'll see you next year. <laughs> God, that is the same category as 420. Smoke them if you got them. Um, <laughs> it's, it's annoying to me, but anyway, yes, I had a fun, fun year. It started off Rocky with food poisoning, but it's ending pretty good now. Right. It started the year with matrix. If you remember that. No, I don't. I choose to not. Yes. Yes. Everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, by the time this episode is released, Christmas is not here yet. So make sure to go to movie guys, click on the tab vote and you can still vote for your opinion on what is the best film, the worst film, most disappointing film, the list goes on. Getting ready for the Movie Guys Podcast Awards coming out on January 5th of 2023. Polling closes Christmas Day, so you have a few more days left. Make sure you keep on downloading us wherever you get your podcast from. We appreciate it, and we'll be talking to everybody next year. Have a good night.